1: Hey, welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right with John Anthony. I'm really excited, um, really, really excited to have a good friend. Uh, I've known him. I, I better get this right because Eric Wallace is going uh, <laughs> to, Dr. doctor Wallace Dr. is going to check me. Yes. I think I've known you probably uh, 10, 12, 15 years maybe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I've known the doctor for 20. He doesn't okay. think so. He, You know, mm-hmm. but we'll deal with that later. <laughs> Eric wins again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, I'm really excited to have you uh, on Caesar Lafleur. Um, you know, as you guys know, he's been here before, and I've called him the bishop uh, because he brings the truth. And uh, I, I'm really, I think, I think what we're going to be, I, I want to lay the groundwork for what we're going to be doing.
2: Okay.
1: Not just this week, because you and I have just we talked and we decided that this needs three weeks, okay. three weekends right. to, to to really to discuss it. and get into what we really want to talk yeah. about. Uh, but before we do that, I, I think I want to. You know, first of all, if you if you're watching by Facebook, share the share the um, share the link. Uh, go to Black and Right Radio at Black and Right Radio. Share that link. Get as many people to tune in as possible right now because I really think this is going to be a very good show. I think um, you can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks at Facebook and Twitter. Um, and now let's get started. So I. I wanted, I wanted to, 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 to because I've, I've been getting beat up all throughout the week yeah. on social media, and you've been too. <laughs> I've yeah. seen some of your posts. Yeah, But I wanted to yeah. talk about why I feel like I have the unique perspective and credentials to talk about what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in the Chicago machine, Democrat Party, 53rd War, 21st Precinct. 21st Precinct, I mean, uh, uh, 21st War, 53rd Precinct. I talk about that a lot. I've been a Republican. I am a Republican, Conser- conservative Republican now. Mm-hmm. I've been beaten by cops. I was beaten, choked, stomped, stomped mm-hmm. until I passed out mm-hmm. by, by Chicago PD. This, this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was the, the, the chief Republican negotiator on the police reform bill, Senate bill, I believe it was 1305, back in 2015, I believe it was 2015, 2015. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Mm. And I took a lot of heat for that. I took a lot of heat because here it is, a former, a former a cop helping craft the language and everything for police reform bill. I shouldn't have never been able to do that. I, I I was, I was ostracized by a lot of cops, but I told them you needed me at that. there at the table because I get what you do. Mm-hmm. And I also get what the bad actors out there do right. and how we have mm-hmm. to make sure that we're protecting the community. Cause when I was a cop, the community meant everything to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I know I'm missing some things, some other things out, but I, I just wanted to lay out why I have a different, unique perspective, because this week we're going to talk about, you know, we, we, we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter, the group and the statement. What does it mean?
2: That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to talk about the media's influence and how they push, you know, uh, a lot of blacks into believing certain things before all the evidence has gotten out or even if their evidence is all out there, mm-hmm. how to break that down. And then the final week, we want to actually provide solutions to how we fix what's happening Mm -hmm. to make sure people really understand and know that black lives really do matter. That's right. They
3: really do. Well, John, first of all, I want to thank you for having me back. This is my third time having an opportunity to co-host the show with you. And most of all, I just want to thank you for having the courage to take on such a sensitive and volatile discussion, talking about the things that are currently going on in our country. Our country is in an uproar. Everybody knows that. And as we were kind of planning this, we kind of talked about it like being that uncomfortable talk that we need to have, that talk that everyone says that they want to have. Everyone says they want to have this talk. We need to have this talk. But it seems like we're continually avoiding actually having it. Right. Every time that we have one of these horrific and unfortunate incidences where a white police officer kills a black person for whatever reason, we hear it said over and over again. We need to have a conversation about race. Uh, What are we going to do to stop these racially motivated police brutality incidences in our community? We hear it, but if someone, John, of any race, begins to try to have that conversation... And if it doesn't line up with just a one-way way way of talking about it, if it doesn't line up with just a one-sided bashing of the police or this universal condemnation of white people, if it doesn't line up that way, then you're summarily dismissed. They don't respect what they have to say. Some people even call you an Uncle Tom coon, a coon or one of those things or say you really need to get woke.
1: So we really want to have that conversation, but do we really want to have the conversation? Do, do, do you always get the you need to be reminded of how black you are All and, and the how they don't care about who you are and how black you are? I yeah. go ahead, I'm sorry.
3: I, I've had some people say either you with us or you with them. Correct. You know, I don't understand say, what what is this what what is this us you're talking about and who made you in charge of membership yeah. to the to the us side. Yeah. But you get dismissed if you don't have it certain way. So, John, if you would allow me at the beginning of this talk to just lay out where I'm coming from. Let's go. Set the record straight. I do. From where I come from in my entire 63 years of being on this planet as a black man. Oh, you, yeah. I'm a young man. I just want to just say this. The officer, let me start out by saying this the officer that killed George Floyd and those individuals who stood by and watched it happen, those individuals need to be prosecuted and, if appropriate, convicted and judge to the fullest extent of the law. What happened to George Floyd was wrong. That officer was wrong for murdering him, Mm -hmm. killing him, executing him on the street. And there's no doubt about that. He deserves the justice that's coming to him. I pray that that family would get justice, and justice will be served. So that's the end of the discussion on that. I don't want anybody to think that I don't think what happened to him is wrong. But now when the rage protest is over— Uh-oh. We really do need to have a comprehensive conversation about how to solve the issues between the police and the black community. But the problem I see with it is what we were talking about at the beginning. Are both sides going to be willing to acknowledge their own culpability in what has created the current Boom. problem in our community and then be willing to make the serious cultural changes yeah. that's needed to really make a difference? We have not done this previously, John. No. And it really has to be done when the emotions are not so raw. So let me acknowledge that we are under we know about the oppression and the abuse that blacks have endured in America due to racism. So having this conversation it would be ridiculous to talk about this without acknowledging that racism exists. It does. And racism is still a problem. It does. And we're always going to have racism That's as long as we have Wicked people, evil, as long as we have individuals, yes. people, we're going to deal with the racism. Yes. Would you agree? I, I, 1,000%. But we also know, John, about the cultural influences within our own communities that requires them to be so heavily policed. And so if we leave that out of the discussion, mm. it's a folly because we're not having a comprehensive discussion. Correct. Change for justice is not unilateral. It always has to be bilateral. Whew. And every position has to be discussed Clearly, if we're ever going to reach a solution. So if we can't have real discussions where both sides are heard and, and respected, not necessarily agreed upon, but at least respected, then things will never change. Things will never get better. So now you see where I'm coming from I do. as we have these conversations.
1: And you know what? I feel like i got a chance to pass around the um, the uh, offering plate on <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted it to,
3: to be clear that when I talk about a comprehensive conversation, yeah. I really think that it needs to be that. Yeah. Where we acknowledge that there's wrong that's being done to us. Yeah. We acknowledge the fact that there are wicked, evil people out there. There are racist people out there. We acknowledge that. I agree. But we also have to take responsibility for ourselves. Why do we put ourselves in the position or why do we allow things to happen to us? why don't we address some of those cultural issues current in our yeah. community
1: that causes us to have all of these interactions But bishop with it, isn't, isn't that the point isn't that the point that always gets glossed over yes the the responsibility and where we need to to, to, to think different mm-hmm. i I, I, said, I was I filled in for Dan prof on the, mm-hmm. the Chicago the morning show um, last Monday not this Monday but last Monday and one of the things I, that I, and I said to myself Live to tell your story. That's right. Live to tell your side of the story. And there's a there's a way to, now, get, now don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There are bad cops out there. There are. But you know what? Let me tell you something. The one thing, I've said this time and time again when I was in the General Assembly, when I, when even when I was a cop, good cops hate. Let me tell you, let me say it again. Good cops hate. I mean, hate I know. bad cops. That's right. They weed them out. There is a process that weeds When I, I hear people say, the police need the police, they need the The police need to police the police. They do. That's right. They do. It's Mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. The problem is it needs to be
3: done more. It has to happen more. I actually posted that, that things would never change until the police are willing to police the police. Now, what I meant by that was, like, for instance, in the situation with George Floyd, Mm -hmm. I thought one of those three officers there, even though they were... Very new. I think one of them was just, what, six months on the job? But yeah, they, somebody, they new. yeah, but somebody really should have said, oh, okay, that's enough. Yeah, Get off of them. Yeah. And then somebody else should just signal clearly, not with me. You're not going to do those kind of things. So, yeah, there's a lot to talk
1: about. Well, you know what? That's why I'm really excited about what we're going to be discussing in the next segment. You know, we're going to be discussing this term, Black Lives Matter. Mm. We're not here to attack no. the group. But to reveal. We're not here to attack the group, Black Lives Matter. Or the statement that's out there, mm-hmm. black lives matter. What we really want to discuss is whose black lives, which black lives? Are, are there certain black people whose lives don't matter? Mm-hmm. Because this is the conversation that always gets shut down. That's right. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about this. You can't talk about this. We we can't have this discussion. And this is this is a huge part of the overall discussion. That's hey, right. You mm-hmm. listen to the Black and Right on AM560N. Share, share this, share this, share this. We'll be right back.
0: And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me live in studio, I finally got another person in studio that's not on the boards that I can look at and not have to, as George um, Pearson would always say, you look goofy. Pointing at the because normally on. I remember I was pointing at the computer screen. <laughs> it feels good to have somebody live in studio. I can see and feel and touch, and we shook hands. That's Yay! right. It's great to be seen and touched. Bishop <laughs> Cesar Lafleur. Yes, sir. Glad Thanks so much, here. man. Yeah, I thought that was a really good segment. I think mm-hmm. I thought you, you, you framed it out in a way. Uh, I think a lot of people probably thought we were going to come on here. You know how black conservatives are, mm-hmm. um, and 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 just browbeat and oh no, the officer wasn't wrong. No, we, we both believe. Because here's here's the deal. Mm-hmm. This is what officers have to get and have mm-hmm. to understand. And I've talked to a couple of officers, a lot of officers, since this happened. Uh, some there are some that don't, you know, that just don't think anything was done that was mm-hmm. wrong. They have a right to that that that, that mm-hmm. opinion and that belief. I do. Here's the reason. Here's, here's one of the other reasons why I think you have you're playing to social media now. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do will be scrutinized. That's right. Through the lens of social media. Mm-hmm. So there is no they that they are the judge the jury and the executioner on social media. Mm-hmm. So everything so everything that was done it could have been been by the book but they don't understand that all they see is a man's neck on a man's a, a, man's, a man's knee, knee yes. on a man's neck for almost 9 minutes. Mm-hmm. Who does that? That's I was right. you were MP police. That's right. I've never received any training to put my foot or anything on somebody's neck. I've never put... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where did that training come from? Absolutely. And any pain compliance
3: techniques that you were taught were all supposed to stop once you had the individual under control. And we saw in this case that this individual was under control. Four police officers, hands cuffed behind his back. There was no need for the knee to be on the neck. Not by any police... training no guidelines Be, indicate that
1: before we get into mm-hmm. this the, the, the this whole black life matters discussion because we're going to have um cash 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 joining us yes. later on in the mm-hmm. show uh to talk about whose lives really matter mm-hmm. um you know i it's 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 it's, it's I, I i just i keep going back and i say to myself every time i see the video i want to go in and just push the office off yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do right. but i think the worst is yet to come yeah i'm sorry i hate mm-hmm. to say that because I, when you look at when you read the autopsy report like, so when you've been, when you when you've been part of this and you understand mm-hmm. the nature of of, of, of law enforcement deal, you've dealt with coroners and medical medical examiners I had training as a death investigator mm-hmm. I was an evidence technician I th- I think the worst is going to I think the worst is coming because what happens if he gets off
3: That's right <clears> throat>
1: What throat> happens yeah. yeah And I think I think I think uh, I was having a discussion with an attorney last night when you look at when you read the medical examiner's report and you see, you know, you know, the, the whole eyes, you know, there's, there's something that happens to the eyes when you've been strangled. Mm-hmm. I forget the medical term. I, I, he was telling me last night. I just totally forgot. I just got a brain freeze. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid of what's going to happen to our country. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
3: yeah. I am.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, because I think this is this is nothing what you're seeing with these protests. That's right. Yeah. He yeah. gets off because the, the, the underlying crime is him. If he gets off, everybody else walks. Right. You know, we said that back when Ahmaud Arbery died. And we sit down in Georgia.
3: If those guys get off, yeah. oh, it's going to be terrible. But it would be nothing like this situation. And I believe the reason is because you pointed to it earlier. I think what we do is we hype people up so much before all of the facts and evidence come out and we get so emotionally involved in it. Yeah. That right now, if you think about our system of justice, we've thrown it out the window because right now the only acceptable outcome for this trial would be guilty a, a guilty. And convicted, no matter what the evidence might point to. It might actually say, well, the cause of death had nothing to do with the knee. It was the knee. Neck. It was the knee. Right. But it, but if they say, nope, you know, then it's going to be horrible. Yeah. So I am praying, first yeah. of all, for for God, for justice, for justice. to be done. Yeah. And when I mean justice, I mean that. Mm-hmm. Let there be a right, honest, fair rendering of a verdict, either way or the other. But yeah. then again, I just pray that, that reasoned people would step forward. Yeah. And 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 of the voice of reason and others will prepare people yeah. that look the way that we responded initially. No matter what happens, yeah. we can't go down that road yeah. again because hey. there's really nothing left to destroy.
1: Hey, Christy, call in in three one two six four two five six zero zero three one two six four two five six zero zero. I'm not going to even try to enunciate the words. She's just put. She's explaining what the strangulation and what happens with the eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. butcher stuff, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, but- <laughs> don't butcher that one. <laughs> but 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 Caesar, let's let's talk about this. Okay. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with the statement of, not the group, mm-hmm. the statement of Black Lives Matters. Why is that important? And, and and what are we looking for when we say that statement? Mm-hmm. Is it just symbolism? Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. Or what? what is the substantive part of Black Lives Matter, in your opinion?
3: You know, that was one of the things that I, when we were pre-discussing the show about talking about people embracing symbolism over what is substantive and people limiting truth to only their understanding of what truth is. So I can say this. They're right. Black lives do matter. They really do. Yeah. They matter to God. So therefore, they should matter to each and every one of us. So that in itself is a very true statement. But when you limit me to that being the only truth, whereas by you become offended if I say, well, all lives matter. Yeah. Or if I say, well, black babies in the wombs, their lives matter. Or if I say, during times like this, those 19- People that got killed in Chicago last week, yeah. their lives matter.
1: Uh, you can't conflate those two now. But
3: see, but that's the problem. You can't conflate then. those. So two. then, don't tell me that Black Lives Matter. Don't tell me that that's what you mean. If you only mean it, only matters if a Black life is taken by a white police you're
1: officer. You're sounding like Candace Owens now. Well, you know what? But I, well, we'll go. Well, you know, because
3: <laughs> I got, I got a th- thought about that. Yeah. But look, I'm saying, but you're telling me I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Black right. lives do matter. Right. But why do I have to stay right here on this point? Because I'm going to say White lives matter, Hispanic lives matter babies lives matter our uh, uh, teenagers lives matter that police officer in st louis that former police officer david dorn say his name right uh, david
1: dorn who was actually just working a part time yeah. job but got shot and died on the street and i was advised that he wasn't even working a part time time he was a friend called him to ask him to go look to to to, to make sure he Oh to go check was, on it and he got shot in the stomach i saw the video mm. I met David doing one time doing. Mm-hmm. I think he was doing a, a, a evidence technician type thing, or, or, or mm-hmm. I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. Here is the deal: he died, and he died with this guy and all these people walking over, over him, him, around him, to still go in. A man is laying down on the ground. Dang, his life mattered. So excuse me if I can't take you seriously when you march
3: with a sign and you get in my face and you're pointing your finger at me and declaring that black lives matter. When the same individuals who are marching and declaring that would be willing to step over a black body on the street yeah. in order to go in and go in and continue to steal TVs yes. and to continue to loot. Yes. I don't take you seriously about that. And like the brother who's going to come on and talk to us about matters to who? Right. But black lives matter. Do they matter to you? How could you so easily kill your brother? Right. Let me just put this in here. Uh-oh, there you go. Because one of the things that really disturbs me is when I have this conversation with people, and I go, why is it worse to you when a white police officer kills us than when a black man kills me?" Do you know that I have a, a 11 times greater chance of being killed by somebody of my own skin color than by a white police officer. It's great. It's great. Why does that upset you so much? And when they tell me, well, he's a police officer. He's supposed to be protecting and serving. He ain't supposed to kill us. But are you saying we're supposed to kill each other? Mm. That it's it's more expected that you would kill me than the white police officer? If he's such a racist and motivated by racism, I would expect him to kill me. But I shouldn't expect you to kill me. I shouldn't account- be So don't tell me Black Lives Matter when we continue to kill each other six thousand a year. Mm. Six thousand a year. Last year, the police shot nine unarmed black men. Black men. How many black men got shot and died on the streets of our inner cities
1: last year? Like 7,200. like 7, 7, Yeah, but we can't have that conversation. Hey, because, uh, Christy, Christy, um, Christy. I, 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 you know, you just heard me um, ask her to call in. Hey, Chrissy, thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Um, I didn't want to butcher that name. What happens when an individual is choked out or strangulation? What's the term? It's called, conjunc-
4: it's called conjunctival petechiae, and it's basically it. broken blood vessels yes. um, kind of under the eye, um, the membrane of the eye.
1: Okay. Because, you know, I did, I, 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 when I saw that, I saw that you posted, it, posted what it was. I just wanted to make sure I got it right. And um, thank you so much. And, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. <laughs> no problem. All right, continue to listen and share the feed. Thank you. So, you know, I wanted to quickly get that in, but, mm-hmm. but, but we, when we come back, you know, we're going to be talking with with uh, Cash. Cash, have you heard him? Did you, I did you hear the video? watched the
3: video. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the, the, the guy was just something else, man. Same, I was like, and, and, and this guy is from the hood. That's right. He's not associated with Donald Trump, and that's what you're starting to see. I've, right. I've seen mm-hmm. countless videos and audios of people talking about this mm-hmm. and pe- black people are not happy <laughs> that's right. it's not mm-hmm. they're really not mm-hmm. so when we come back we're going to be talking with Cash uh, this guy is going to be amazing I really do think so I mean just the, the he said I talked to him yesterday he said it's, it's the, everything about this has changed it completely changes life. that's what I believe. yeah hey we'll be right back you're listening to Black and White right on AM 560 The Answer This
0: is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. All right, look, black lives matter, right? I
5: agree. I agree, totally. When do they matter to us? I shared a video last night in Indianapolis. People were out there protesting, right, against police brutality and black lives being murdered, black lives being killed, Right? We all seen that. It's been all over the country. But yet, I drove past Golo yesterday and Gary, My brother was dead. Corner was out there. Guess who killed him? It wasn't the police. It was somebody that
1: looked just like him. Somebody that looked just like me. Somebody that looked just like you, black man. There you have it. That voice is the one, the only, Cash Lee Kelly... Cash, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, well, first of all, you're listening to Black and Right on AM five hundred and sixty. Yes, I'm your host, John Anthony. Caesar Lafleur in studio with me. Uh, we're talking with now Cash Lee Kelly. That was the voice you heard. Uh, Cash, welcome to Black and Right.
5: Thank you for having me, man. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Hey, you know, I I, I really when I saw your video, I actually got chill. Um, uh, you know, I got chills when I saw your video because I I think I think you represent a, a point of view that that's not. john anthony that's not a Caesar Lafleur. it's somebody that's on the street on the ground who's living this thing who's lived this thing so uh what 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 how did you come out with that point of view and what made you 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 go on live video and say i think this needs to be heard to people who look like me
5: well man i just i got tired you know i got I, i made a video prior to that and it went viral and I had the platform, so I just wanted people to hear it. Because, like I say, I drove past the Golo in uh, Gary, Indiana, and I see a young man, got, he got killed. The coroner's out there, there's a lot of police, All whole area is taped off, and I got frustrated. And I got tired of it because all this stuff's going on about the police. And I know a lot of police, you know? Not to say that all police are good, but definitely not all police are bad.
1: Correct. <laughs> you
5: just have good people and you have bad people. And uh, so I made that video just to, just to say that, you know what I mean? Just to let them know, like, hey, it's not all police is bad. We're doing this to each other. We're killing each other, you know?
1: Right. And and I loved your question. Black, if black lives matter, who do black lives matter? And you also made a, a statement that says, if, we, if, if, if black lives don't matter to us first, it won't matter to them. Explain that for me.
5: Well, what I mean is, everybody wants to be mad. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, man, and I'm just going to be totally blunt because... That's just how it goes, all right? Yes. I don't know if it's wrong to do this or not, but I feel it from my heart. So Black Lives Matter, the movement, I've been receiving a couple of little things from them here and there. And I'm not going to speak bad about the movement because I agree with the movement, but I disagree with the people that organize the movement because they only seem to show up when there's uh, something to be gained politically as far as, like, a white cop killing a black man, when I mean, the narrative should have been a cop kills a man, a cop, uh, American cop kills an American citizen. And they twist the narrative and <clears throat> only show up. Like I say, when it's a race, when it's got to do with race, they never show up in the community. You know, they don't show up in the community when we kill each other. So I guess it just, it, I don't know, man, it, just, it, it, it was profound to me. It's like, man, if we're going to be, if we're going to say Black Lives Matter, then it's got to matter all the time.
3: Hey, Cash, this is Cesar LaFleur, co-host, standing in uh, with John today. And thank you so much, first of all, for being on the show with us. And also, thanks for having the courage uh, to, to do that video. I'm going to have to tell you, you had me cracking up when you described yourself as a homemade Puerto Rican. Yeah. I, I thought that, <laughs> that was, was funny. Everybody can <laughs> Right. But just tell me this. Since <clears throat> you've posted the video and since it has gone viral and since you still live in your community, what has been the response, the direct response to you from, you know, the boys um, on the streets and the people that you know, your, your immediate family?
5: 95% positive.
0: Wow. Are you serious?
5: You. I'm dead serious. 95% positive, and people have been begging me to go on platforms. I told you. Begging me to have a larger platform. They're telling me that I need to run for office and crazy things like that, and they're trending me. Right now, I'm trending worldwide. I'm trending on Twitter. I'm trending on YouTube. I'm trending on Facebook. I know. Uh, yeah, Ted Nugent actually shared my video, and uh, people just been giving me like overwhelming love like shout outs on the radio shout outs on different podcasts i did a podcast the other day i'm supposed to be on another network here in like three three or four days something i'm like are gonna get back to me okay um i got mm-hmm. people wanting to sponsor events for me i got invited out to an event tomorrow i got people willing to set up websites for me and so they want to get behind me and they're telling me to create a nonprofit, and just all types of crazy wow. things. great things. overwhelming. Great.
3: Yeah, great things. And I'm glad that's happening for you, man. Uh, I, I really am. And so I guess it goes without saying that you actually feel like you have actually changed some people's minds. You've changed some outlooks. Uh, but what you shared with us?
5: I feel like I have changed. I, I don't feel like I've changed anything yet. I feel like I set up the stage for dialogue so that we can mm. communicate with there each other and we can understand. Brother. you know what I mean where where everybody's come from, and, and as American people not as a cop not as a black man not as a white man not as a, a, a leftist or a rightist I'm talking about just as people
1: wow and 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 you have I mean and and that's great. to be fair to you to be fair you you're not politically, you have no political leanings uh this is not something that you decided to do for politics or for fame and because you know when we come back after this break I want to get more into into that part of the discussion because um, yesterday when I talked with you, you said, "John, I'm not I'm not doing this for anything. I just want to be able to be a voice." That's amazing, you know. Uh, and and I think that was amazing. So when we come back, uh, we're talking with Cash Lee Kelly. He created a uh, YouTube video Check that it is gone worldwide. Ted, Check Ted it Nugent, out. <laughs> Ted Nugent shared it on tw- on Twitter. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Hey, you listening to the Black and Right. We'll be right back.
6: Yeah.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer.
1: Welcome back, we're Black and the Right on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, pal, buddy, Bishop Caesar Lafleur, in his house. <laughs> in his, his, his house. <laughs> uh, before the break, we were talking with Cashley Kelly. Cashley Kelly was a, a, a young black man. Uh, what, what do he call himself? A what kind of Puerto Rican? A homemade Puerto Rican. I'm, I'm, I'm a African man. I'm a half African American. A African American. Well, well, we, you, you're just like me. You're a little issue. You know, you got a lot of um, different um, uh, nationalities. Yeah, you're the light skinned bros. <laughs> you know what? See, there you go. We got to talk about that. <laughs> the that that bros. fight. That war. Uh, but before we before, yeah, we, before we before we went to break, we were talking to Cash about the video that he posted up and just how how much um, of a voice now he has. So, Cash. I mean, you, you got kids too. Um, how, how, has they have they been affected by any of this? Has have you gotten any death threats? Anybody that's sending you like like bad vibes? I
5: got some nasty messages, man. But it wasn't. It, look, I'm from the hood, yeah. so I don't really I don't really worry about all of that, man. Like I say, I'm I come from nothing, though. I yeah. come from a background that a lot of people in our communities come from. Maybe a little, maybe even a little more, maybe a little less, you know. But I don't worry about. That's one thing i never do. Nobody's yeah. words define me, who I am, and what I do. And no, Love it. No man is here Love tomorrow. It.
3: I love that man. And other than about you watching your video, I liked your honesty because you did talk about that. You said you his you pants. were a gangbanger. You know, yeah. you're from the streets. Yeah. And so I was actually looking yeah. at you. I'm saying, well, ain't nobody going to be walking up on this brother nah. like they were a little short, fat, punching <laughs> me, you know, because it's brother, you well, know, you're so not short. Yeah. But listen, man, I, I'm interested because you did say that you had that life where you banging and you said you went hard for yours. You were banging hard. So I'm interested in influence that led you into that. And then, what was it? Where was the epiphany? What happened that leads you out of that to help you to see it different? Because I think you wanted the well, voices that be, need to be heard. Yeah. So we need to hear this. I'll These tell divorces. you what,
5: man. I was born and raised with number land kings. I was raised by land kings. My dad was murdered when I was young. I never knew him, mm-hmm. and I was raised in a land community with nothing but, but with kings around. These we were basically my mentors at that time. And uh, I broke away, you know, as a kid. I wanted kids did. You know, I went to church, and I guess. What what I heard in the scripture and and so- kind of losing them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I way in the church as a teenager. I got in the gangs really bad, and then I got locked up. Actually, uh, I shared that on my on my video. Yep. I told the story of what mm-hmm. happened, and um, yeah. After that, after I had got out of there, out of the boys' school, um, which was a blessing because I could have got charged as an adult, and I didn't. I got out and I had a son. I had a woman pregnant before I had uh, my first son mm-hmm. before I had got, you know, before I got out. So when I got out, he's there and it just right in and there. I've seen, her, I just, I wanted to be the dad that I've never had. So I didn't want to do those things no more. So I just started trying to deter from it. And the more kids that I had, the more I just wanted to be better for them. Wow. And I didn't want them to go through the things that I went through. And while I was locked up, actually the, the, People that I got all kinds of awards in the boys' school that I was in. It was in uh, Crawfordsville, Indiana.
2: Yeah,
5: it was uh, North Central, and I got awards for you know being like a peacemaker there and trying to. I had the most, what they say, the most growth or whatever. I got my GED with honors in there. I uh, I had a really good relationship with everybody before I left, and when I got out, it was just a it was just a step in the right direction, man. It was probably the best thing that ever happened in my life was going to that boys' school.
1: Wow, and you know what, Cash? I think I, you you and I have a lot of similarities in our stories. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why as soon as we talked over the phone, we clicked. And, and, and I just want to say, man, I, I'm really proud. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I've just met you. Yes, sir. I, yeah. But I want <clears throat> you to know that I'm very proud of you, brother. I'm yes. proud of, of, of the steps that you're taking. Yeah. And, and, and as I told ah, you on the phone, <laughs> as I told you over the phone, this is just the beginning for Cash Lee Kelly. Right. I think yeah. I think you're going to be a voice for this generation. Uh, I hope you didn't go to that bus to school, Washington, though, but... <laughs> I'm <laughs> from the V, but <laughs> and I hear you, you. But but I really believe you are a voice that you, there are people that I would never be able to reach That's that right. you can reach. Yeah. That Caesar would never be able to reach that you'll be able to reach and your in and your honesty Uh, One of the reasons why we wanted to talk about where you've been, because so many times people will try to hold your past against you. But your past is what is what led you. That's what and that's where Caesar was going. Mm -hmm. Your past, what you've been through. It was it it, it was the culmination of bringing you to the point where you are now. And and that's my life's mission. And that's my life's work to Mm -hmm. help as many people like like myself, you come to an understanding of that. I'm sorry. That was my, my soapbox.
5: You know, I came to a conclusion with this whole thing, man, because I was wondering why me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. After all I'm struggling and all these things, Like, why did this happen? You know what I mean? These people mm-hmm. donated over $20,000, man. Wow. And that's that's that amazing. was just the start of it, right? That's right. <laughs> and, and I thought about it and I, I come from a place where you can't be scared. You That's can't be scared of anything, right. and I was born with nothing. So what? What can I get what, taken from what can You lose. You to, to stop me from silence, like what? You can't blackmail yeah. me. You can't scare me with nothing. You can't threaten me with prison. You can't do none of those. That's things. right. Come on. So I'm going to speak what I want to speak, and I don't care what nobody got to say about it. Right. Because have, what I'm trying to spread is nothing harmful to nobody. It's only it's all inclusive and it's unifying.
3: Well, listen, we appreciate that about you, man, and I was telling you, I said, I think you're one of the voices that people need to hear. I'm glad that God is opening up platforms and giving you exposure and giving you a a voice where people can hear you, Uh, stay bold, you know, don't be timid, speak the truth with boldness and in love, and then I really think that you have a special ability, like coming from where you're coming from, being in the generation that you're in, because voices like yours from your generation, from your background, have to be heard more, so I celebrate you, man, I applaud you. Keep it up. We're gonna stay in contact with you, man. There's other opportunities the show
1: to, to be able to share and have you share with us. And and
3: go ahead.
5: I appreciate you guys for having me, man. I really do. I appreciate it a lot. You don't even know how much it's and, a big to me.
1: And Cash, you know, you and I, we talk. You're the Paul of this generation, baby.
5: <laughs> hey, my brother, I appreciate that. You, the John.
1: Hey, and you know what? You always got a place on here. One day, you got to come in. You got to come out here, sit in the studio with me. Me and you do a show. Uh, you could join you the ready, show man, as bro a bro guest you. co-host, and we can really have chop it up and have a real good discussion. He didn't replace me already. Already.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, brother. Thanks so much. Cash Lee Kelly, guys. Cash, man. God bless you, man. Check him out on YouTube. Cash look Lee at that Kelly. video. Everybody, look at it. We'll be right back.
0: Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560 The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony. Joining me live in studio is my guest co-host today, the Bishop, Cesar LaFleur. Yes, sir. You know, um, a good friend of mine, uh, actually my my oldest daughter's godparent, uh, Joel, um, he has a a comment on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and I want to read it. He said, what's up, bro? This is Joel. I'm listening in as it relates to Black Lives Matter. Yes, all black lives matter. I think that the difference that there is no difference when a white officer or black person kills another black person. The point you guys are not addressing is that if a black person kills another black person, the offender will be prosecuted and the law will be upheld. Justice will be served. The issue becomes when white officers commit crimes against blacks, they are not held accountable. Uh, they are re- They are rarely not prosecuted and they generally get off without being held accountable. That's why the movement was birthed. No. What say mm-hmm. you? Well, you know, I think he's he's
3: wrong on, on a couple ways. First of all, I think especially in recent times when evidence has been presented and opportunities for conviction has gone forth. Cops have been convicted. The one who killed Laquan McDonald in prison. The one who killed the, South, the, Carolina. South Carolina in prison. So I don't want to just get into all of that because if evidence is there and a, and, and a DA bring the charges, cops are going to jail. They're going he, to jail. Right. Even no sound. But here's the thing about Uh, Perpetrators in the black community. Not all perpetrators in the black community go to prison. Not even all perpetrators who kill the 6,000 black men a year are even brought up on trial. Not even a whole lot of them are even arrested because we have this code of silence in the black community where we don't tell on one another when we kill one another. Or we have this acceptance of certain behavior in our community where we know that there are certain individuals who are dangerous and deadly and operating in our community. And because of this code of silence or whatever, snitches snitches get stitches or whatever, we don't. don't talk about them swimming with the fishes, and, and so it still goes on where every week like i said last week in chicago 82 shot yeah. 19 killed yeah. there are people who know who those 19 people
1: are they know uh, but do they tell and 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 i, I totally get joe's point. i understand his I, point. i totally right. get his point right and, and it, it's 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 a, it's a valid point there's no but there joe <laughs> there's no but that's right the issue they should go to jail police correct. With, if they do that right correct again mm-hmm. the one thing good cops hate it's bad, bad cops. cops. That's right. And they will do everything they can to root, root them out. That's right. The, but he, 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 the movement should have started the moment the nine year old kid was shot in Chicago in the back. Remember when he was mm-hmm. shot in back in the back of his head? I mean, I mean Executed. That's, just, that's just not it. Right. The black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Black lives matter. It doesn't the, the black lives shouldn't just matter because you think. Mm-hmm. The cop is getting off. That's right. The yeah. black life should matter because the black
3: life mattered, right? And and we should stop doing that. Every time we start having this conversation, remember what we talked about before. Yeah. Whenever we start having this conversation, then somebody comes in and go, "Well, you can't talk about it that way. You can't talk about it that way. You can't do that. You're, you're bringing this in. Bringing yeah. how do we leave that out? Because it's once huge. again, once again, last year, twenty nineteen, according to the statistics, yeah. nine. Nine. nine tragic. Shouldn't nine. have happened. Hated yeah. that those individuals, whatever they did, they didn't deserve to be executed right. by a police officer. It was nine. Yeah. But by contrast, it was 7,000. in the inner cities across the nation and so i'm looking at that and going well if i'm going to tear the nation up and have millions of people marching and rioting and getting upset because these lives matter well what about the parents who lost their children last weekend what about the parent of a little girl who was
1: shot two years old shot on the front porch how about this how about terrence welch my brother his Uh, life mattered that's right you know who killed him wasn't a cop It was another black punk.
3: Right. That's who killed my brother. And so we should not be condemned for calling this out, especially when we're focused on. We will be. I I know. I've heard it all the time. I've had good friends call me all these names. And, you know, I understand that. But I'm saying we are condemning. We're saying we're agreeing with you. Black lives do matter. And they don't deserve to be snuffed out. Our young people don't deserve to be killed. We shouldn't live in terror from other black people. That's right.
1: There you have it. The bishop has spoken. Yes. The bishop of truth, Cecil LaFleur. Hey, coming up, thats that first hour, I mean, this is the fastest hour in radio. Is it over? These are the fastest two hours in radio, I believe. The first hour is gone. Done. What? We're headed to the hour number two. Hey, coming up in hour number two, we continue this discussion of Black Lives, the movement. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560. We'll be right back.
0: to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me live in studio is my pal. He's, He's the truth. That's what I'm going to nickname them too. The truth. the truth and the bishop. All right, the truth will bishop. Caesar Lafleur. It's good to be here. You know, I thought that first hour was. Uh, I, I think, guys, what I would hope you guys mm-hmm. are hearing is that we want to start this conversation, mm-hmm. and it has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the people that are right now leading the conversation mm-hmm. are not people like you and I That's who right. think the way mm-hmm. we think. Mm-hmm. And when we, and the people that, that that look like you and I who are black mm-hmm. who are conservative Republican, we get ostracized. Look what's happened to Candace, J- Candace Owens. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything Candace Owens says. That's right. I don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But she has a right to that opinion. She has a right to say it. Right. You know. And I, I also think you know we, we we have to start the conversation. The as as, as my, my good friend Mace would always say. I he and Joe Walsh had a show called uncomfortable conversations. Yeah,
3: I know that. We have to have
1: those uncomfortable conversations, right? Right, Right, absolutely.
3: And one of the things I I, want to say, John, and, and everybody's listening, because I get really tired of having to do this, I hate having to defend my motives. You know what I'm saying? Have to defend my blackness. you doing for white people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why do I have to have, how come I can't be just as concerned for my community as you, Right. but just see a different approach on how to go about it? So uh, uh, our motives are sincere. Correct. Listen, I, I am not trying to be white. It's no. too late for that. Well, Sixty-three but- years. Well, you light skinned You know, we <laughs> halfway there. But I'm just saying. Look, I, I am who I am. I grew up was one of the most Afrocentric individuals that I know. I used to go to to Detroit to go to the shrine of Black Madonna so that I can get literature so that I can understand about Black culture. I'm proud of Black culture. Yeah. I know that we are not what we are presented as being here Correct. in America. So my motives are pure. Even when I talk about this, my motives are pure. I'm not trying to be anti-black. We I'm shouldn't not. even have to have that disclaimer. Yeah. We shouldn't have to. Yeah. So when you're listening to us and you hear our opinions as blacks who are conservatives. Now, I never identify myself as a Republican because I don't no, you promote don't. a party. Yeah, you I've always talked about the principles. Yeah. But I am a conservative because yeah. I am a biblical worldview based conservative. Yeah. And my principles flow out of that. So if you got a problem with me, it's not because I'm black trying to be somebody else. It's because I have a biblical worldview
1: that you might not agree. Same about. here. Same here. Hey, b- b- before we go into because you getting ready to, to unload, so <laughs> I gotta give you that time. But I, I just saw this call from Denver, Colorado. Colorado, uh, if government followed the law, we wouldn't be in this situation. Jeff from Denver, go ahead. Thanks for calling, Black and Right. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going well.
7: Awesome. I, I agree with the uh, what he just said about the Bible because actually the Bible is a law book. So if you really get back into it, then you you know even Bill Clinton used the Bible as a law book. You you see that picture of him walking into the church. A... He used the he used the Bible for the definition of sexual relations, and after that they took the Bible out of the courtroom because it's actually a law book. It has nothing to do with spirituality. Okay. They're not afraid of the spirituality aspect of it. They're afraid of you knowing the law. Okay. Okay. So this is on this is on an individual level. We all got the right to self-govern. That means individually. That doesn't mean we got the right, the right to govern each other. Okay. (laughs) At all. All right. So you really got everything comes down to the language and the law. And what they're doing is they're making sure that we don't know the language. So the Webster's dictionary is 100%. Oh,
1: wow. You lost them. I was wondering. I was really wondering where, wondering he, was where he was going with that. We lost him. I thought he was going to go into
3: the defund the police thing. Yeah, you know, well, because, I thought.
1: Yeah. I, I thought. I thought he was too. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling us, Jeff. Um, so, let's get back to this discussion. Okay. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we talked about the statement, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what what Joel didn't understand. We were mm-hmm. talking about. We weren't talking about the movement. Mm-hmm. We were talking more about the statement of Black Lives Matter.
2: Right.
3: We- Now you want to talk more about both, right? Right, because I have some opinions on the movement. And I'll just say right after the very beginning, I don't support the movement. I don't agree with the movement. And what I'm really mourning now, especially in this time when we're seeing millions and millions of people marching and shouting the mantra, carrying the mantra for Black Lives Matter, we see white people that's kneeling and condemning their own whiteness on behest. By the Black and Lives yeah, what bowing the and heck? all that. I'm looking at that. I'm sickened by that. And then now we got their name written in these big block letters um, on on the street leading right up to the White House. And so I look at our government. They're submitting to Black Lives Matter. We got churches that are submitting to them. We got the media. They've submitted to them. But we never talking about exactly who in the heck. Is Black Lives Matter. And so I started doing a little research. I got a really good friend named uh-huh. Ryan Baumberger. We've uh-huh. got to have him on uh-huh. the show. Uh-huh. Uh, he runs the Radiance Foundation. And I would recommend to anybody to look up the Radiance Foundation, read Ryan Baumberger's story. But he has a piece in townhall.com entitled The Top 10 Reasons Why I Don't Support black oh, lives I read that. matter did you read that Well, you know i really I, I i was i enjoyed reading it but then i started to call him up and just go off on him i'm saying dude you just well, why took, didn't you call him onto the show took all of my thoughts and put him into this you're fired, I, you're fired. but we should have had him on the show we can get him on next oh, week whatever. we can set the stage for him but here's on t- the break call him and tell him to get on the show absolutely but here's the premise here's what he said these are some of the reasons why he don't support him he says first of all the premise isn't true he says i hate racism. But I hate it when racism is used as a political weapon. And then he goes to point out that according to the statistics what we've been talking about, a black man is 11 times more likely to be killed by another black man than a white man. Also, according to the National Academy of Sciences, white officers are not more likely to shoot minority civilians than non-white officers. I believe that BLM and their supporters are using racism to advance a political agenda, and they have no... Desire to bring peace and harmony to anything. Number two, their goal uh, is not for forgiveness and reconciliation. It's never mentioned on any of their sites. The civil rights movement said our goal is, is not victory, it's reconciliation. But they never talk about reconciliation in any form on their sites. It's about black power. They explained in their herstory that it became clear that we needed to continue organizing and building black power. I'm like Martin Luther King. I believe we should be promoting God power and human power. They heavily promote homosexuality and transgenderism. They said on their site, we foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative behavior heteronormative so they want to get rid of us they they they, they, they want to break the grip they don't think hetero heterosexuality is the, the preferred way okay they, they completely ignore fatherhood they talk about they want mothers and parents that's and children. one of the
1: solutions though
3: but you know but, but what, they talk about being in a village that's raising our children What's consistent with every village that doesn't have fathers? You have higher crime rates. You have higher poverty rates. You have uh, higher dropout rates. You have higher mortality rates. So, but they ignore fatherhood altogether. Yeah. They demand reparations. We won't even get into that today. They want to abolish the police force and prisons. Defund. 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 Actually, they say that we believe that prisons, police and all other institutions that inflict violence on black people must be abolished. Ab- de- defund the Absurd. police and remove them. Absurd. They're anti-capitalists. They are. How do you know that? Because they say it. we are anti-capitalists. We believe and understand that black people will never achieve liberation under the current global radicalized capitalist system. One of the other reasons why I don't support him, like he says, because Colin Kaepernick does. We can get into that whole discussion Uh about him. Uh Absolutely. And then apparently you definitely losing your black card today. (laughs) But number one, the biggest one of all. Apparently, not all black lives matter. Correct. You know that my forte has been for the last years that I'm a pro-life advocate. Yeah. You know, God awakened me to this issue, and he made it the passionate issue of my life. And it breaks my heart when I know that today, 1,452 black children are going to be aborted. Mm. We have aborted over 22 million children in America. Wow. And there's organizations like Planned Parenthood that support Black Lives Matter. Did you see that was, comment? I did, and oh. it was such a joke. I mean... Think about what they wrote. Yeah, I, it's I, I'm a, not even going to promote it. Don't even talk about it. But it's a joke. We got an organization founded by a racist, a eugenicist to control black population who sets up six of their facilities in black populations areas to control black population. Are you serious? You're going to tell me that Black Lives Matter if we don't go and address
1: that? Yeah. Why aren't we marching on Black Parenthood? Here's a question for you: Can you. Can you be supportive of the message of Black Lives Matter, the statement, and still be against the movement of Black Lives Matter? I believe you
3: can, because that's where it gets back to having substance over symbolism Mm -hmm. instead of the other way around. The way that we affirm that we really care about black lives is how we treat one another, how we support one another, how we respect one another,
1: how we take care of our families. That's how we show that black lives matter. All right. There you go. Hey, how about this? How about we take calls? You know, you, you guys have heard what we talked about in the hour and 15 minutes that we've been on air. Uh, what we said about our understanding of Black Lives Matter. The statement and the movement. Tell us where we might be wrong. Are we missing the big picture or are we hitting it right on the mark? Call and send us a that 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. When we come back, you have more mm-hmm. on, on Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> But, but, but I, I think it's an important discussion um, And we'll be right back Right after
0: We now return to Black and Right On AM 560 The Answer Here's John Anthony
7: Black Lives matter is a joke yep. You are the racist The racist is you yep. It's
6: because yep. they work, they yep. that, the white yep. guy killed You think the racist The racist is the black Lives matter yep. Go to Chicago
1: yeah. They don't have
6: schools. Yeah, yeah, don't
1: give up.
6: Uh-huh. And they die every day. They don't matter. They don't
7: have because you can't get attention
6: from that. Sure. Go shut, shut up. up. Shut, shut up. up. Nobody
2: to help it. Black
1: shut up. Up. Group of hypocrites. Go to Southeast D.C., Northeast. Tell them black lives matter. If it matters, it should matter everywhere. You guys are hypocrites. Shut up. Shut attention up. seekers. Shut up. Wow. There was a young activist out in D.C. African. She's from Africa. I was, I was waiting to find out where she's from. Hey, you're tuned in to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me live in studios, my guest co-host, the bishop, the man of truth, Cesar LaFleur. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Black Lives Matter, the movement. The movement. Mm-hmm. Did you notice, and this is what happens, and this is, this is the point of this show. Did you notice when she presented her opinion, her truth, did you hear the heckler? Shut, shut up. up! Nobody wants to hear that. Shut up! And 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 throughout this week, as I was preparing, I was posting stuff. You know, because you saw. I know. I was yeah. posting stuff that was some of the stuff we were going to talk about. Just to see the reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's always shut up. That's right. Shut up! We don't want to hear your point of view. No, my point of view is needed. In the discussion, absolutely. it's the one part of the discussion that
3: continues to be isolated, to be left out. Absolutely. And, and it's disappointing. Not only are you being told to shut up, but actually people that you've been close to people that were you looked at as friends, uh, they want to disown you. I mean, you, you become so hated for your position. It's almost like going, where are we? Where have we come to that when? My opinion or me articulating how I feel about something is so offensive to you. Yeah. You know, the experience that we had on one of our CVS Cavalier friends page, you yeah. know, had people yeah. that I graduated high school with 50 years ago yeah. almost saying, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Who are you? You know, yeah. Yeah. You know you're a sellout. You are, you know, wow. Because I articulate my position. Yep. You, are you done with me because yep. I have a, a, a opinion different than you?
1: And, and it's, it's so funny. You, you saw when, when I laid down. You know what I've done. Mm-hmm. Almost um, most of the criminal justice reform, and I'm a, and, I, and I'm gonna let the cat out the bag. Mm-hmm. Most of the criminal justice reform legislation that has happened in the state of Illinois has my fingerprints on. There it. you go. There mm-hmm. are bills that I was not able to vote for because of the district that I represented, that I still helped get passed. Mm-hmm. There were there were there were so many bills, and you and 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 a lot of members of the Black Caucus will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I, I was instrumental in a lot of stuff happening in Springfield because I was the first. I was a black mm-hmm. Republican, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was able to help um, um, Republicans on my side of the aisle, well, along with John Cabello. John Cabello was, Is is, 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 is I'm telling you, that guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. But we were able to help push through a lot of the criminal justice reform, the police reform bill, heroin legislation. I mean, there's... We would, Illinois was the first in the nation to push this stuff. Right, right. You get it? Wonderful, so man. So you saw when I put that there, the they crickets, shut up.
3: Crickets, right, absolutely.
1: You know, it's like... Yeah, don't don't come for me unless you mm-hmm. unless you understand who I am and where I've right. been and what I've done. Absolutely. Right. And that's why I said at the beginning of this, you know, I, I thank you for having the courage
3: to do this because it costs you something uh, when you're going to go out. You're going to step out. You know, it, it costs all of the, 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 the people for, for all the leaders before uh, when, especially when the people that you are closest to, when they don't receive, it, you don't want to hear it. But I think it does a detriment when you eliminate so many points of view from the discussion, because basically you're just hearing the same thing over and over and over again, and we're not getting anything that's going to affect any substantive change right. unless we have a balanced approach to it. Maybe we need to look and say, Look, we've been trying this way for 60 years and we have the same problem. Can't. For instance, every one of the major cities where most of the priest brutality is going on, w- what do they all have in common? And I made somebody really, really mad at this. I said, go and look that up. What do they all have in common? They're all from top to bottom run by Democrats. However, every year we'll tell people when this happens, go and vote. You need to go and vote. Without being specific, we're voting in the people who continue to proliferate the system that we say is killing us. And then look at who's running the system. I mean, so we're going to keep blowing the, the racism smoke up, you know, about the systemic racism. Right. But at one point, just a few years ago, we had a black president. With a black attorney general, yeah. who had black mayors, you had black uh, attorneys general in the
1: states. You had black mayors, black police chiefs, black look police at this state. commissioners. There's there's only two positions in this state that doesn't have a black political leader in it. Two, the treasurer and um, uh, Mendoza. Okay, so everywhere else and, and the governor, three. Everyone every every other position has a black. What are we using that leverage for? What What are we bringing back? We, we, one thing I know we're not getting a lot from the federal government because we're fighting with the man who there, who, who's 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 in uh in, in the White House, right, right?
3: And don't even bring that name up, or if you really you, you know, touch But but I'm saying that basically there needs to be another another perspective listened to and considered because obviously what we've been doing. Has it been working? You know, let me just do a Bible reference. I'm thinking about Jesus when he encountered those disciples that had been fishing all night and had caught nothing at all. And during the morning when they were coming and getting ready to stop fishing, Jesus said, throw your nets down on this side of the boat. Yeah. You know what? We've been doing this all night. He goes, yeah. try throwing we it on the other side. You understand
1: leverage. That's right. And listen, see something different God, come up. Listen, man. Margin? Yeah, that's one thing. But what are we bringing back to the people? What are we? You look on the uh, um, Patricia, I'm sorry, but you look on the west side. You look at people. Now I'm going to tell you, LaShawn Ford is fighting for the west side. I know he's a state representative. I know that man right yeah. there is fighting for the west side. We worked with him. He's yes. trying mm-hmm. to do everything he can to make sure. But where else? Mm-hmm. LG, I give it to LG. LG Sims, state Rep, state senator, LG mm-hmm. Sims. Um, but what are we doing? Just getting crumbs? That's right. So We're there needs sick, to. Right, let me finish this. We're sick and tired of getting crumbs. Mm-hmm. We're just eating off. The, what was that scripture? Um, the dogs that eat the crumbs. Even the dogs eat better. That's right. Even the dogs that be eating better than, mm. than black America. Right. Can we Can we, Can we? we fight back and push back? It's time out. Absolutely. And then we just, it's always the fight against the white man. Not one white person has stopped me from doing and becoming any and everything that I've ever wanted to do and become in my life. You know who stopped me? This. Mm. My bad. This That's, brain. I know. Talking to myself. Mm -hmm. This is what has talked me out of so much stuff in my life. Mm -hmm. Every last one of my defeats, every last one of my failures, my failures, you know where it came from? Mm -hmm. Here. Mm. It came from here. Wow. I'm sorry.
3: That's all right, man. That that was passionate. Thanks for sharing that. But I'm just saying that it's time for us to consider another perspective and not to just summarily dismiss someone because it doesn't go along the line of the mainstream. We've been trying the same thing over and over again, and it's gotten us nowhere. And just just get it into politics, I just have to say it, is that the Democrats have been taking us for granted year after year after year. They're the only party that doesn't have to do anything, but they're guaranteed of your vote. Yes. Because it's almost like we're just contractually obligated Yes. To vote for them no matter what. And when you point out to them, it's Democrats in all of these cities. It's Democrats yeah. running these, yeah. these systems. It's Democrats, but we're still going to vote for them anyway. Joe Biden,
1: I, are you serious? Yeah, I hope he doesn't charge me for this, but that's why when you look at what Maze Jackson said, what's in it for the black people? What's in it? Where, 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 I mean what Crumbs? what what we get we get a we get a center named after somebody or you know we get a little a couple of million dollars over here. But where is the substantive change Absolutely on the south and west sides of Chicago and places like St. Louis? Let it go. Let's fight. You want, you, you want to fight in, in, in justice? Unite mm-hmm. with people who are like you and I, and let's go and take it to everybody. Right. That's you know, where
3: I'm at. You know, I remind people that sometimes those of us who are conservatives, we really get a bad rep. But I say, if you think about it, we're more like the former Black Panthers, uh, than this current generation, because we believe we're not dependent on the white man yeah, for nothing. nothing. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to be looking at the white man and say, what are you going to do for me, Mr. White Man? I'm tired of asking that. I think that we can do for ourselves. Take responsibility for yourselves. Stand up. Protect yourself. You know, protect yourself from these things. Black men need to stand up and regain that position of being protectors of our community. Yeah. And I think that's our message. That's yeah. the only thing we're saying, is let's not be hoodwinked and people just and incite mammals. us. with, with Because... It's anger. It's anger manipulation. You get us angry. You get us mad. Come every on. every election cycle, you come along with an issue that's going to make us hate somebody Chick-a-law because fancy. of rape. And then we get angry, and then we respond by our anger. But after the election is over or after the incident is over and they've got what they wanted, it goes away. Yeah. Watch what happens with this. When the George Flo- uh, Floyd the thing dies down and the election is over. Let, let, let's see how many of these individuals are going to be showing up to continue the conversation to try to do
1: something different. Uh, my, my buddy Joe, Joe Mitchell—he's talking about our James Brown song. <laughs> hey, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I got I got a little heated and got a little passionate there, uh, but 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 I'm I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm I'm really really frustrated that we haven't gotten it yet. Did you ever see the The, the Incredibles? Oh, yeah. You turned into Jack Jack, the little baby <laughs> that blew in the flames. <laughs> But but we gotta be we have to look beyond party. That's right. You have it's to look behind, beyond the Democrat Republican party, and you gotta realize that there are people that look like just like you who are willing to fight if you just start up the conversation and stop shutting them up. That's right. You listen to the Black and Right on AM five sixty. We'll be right back.
0: Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560 The Answer. This is I'm, a jam, yeah, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I saw Joel talked about James Brown. So <laughs> Come on in, Joe. Come on in and dance with us, brother. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right on AM 560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me live in studio is my good buddy and friend, the bishop, Cecil LaFleur. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I had to calm down. My, my, my Facebook, my, my Apple Watch, the breathing thing came on. <laughs> yeah, come on, Jack, Jack. <laughs> it said... <laughs> <laughs> you turned red and fire was coming well, out. <laughs> you know, I mean. Uh, uh, I understand, yeah. yeah. So let, let, let's take a few calls. We have Steve from Peoria. Steve, welcome to Black and Right. Uh-oh, that's not working. There, did Steve? Hi, yes. Hey, thanks so much for holding. Thanks so much for listening. What's your question? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I was listening to the, Mr.
4: Uh, Kelly, that uh, uh, ex-gang member. And I liked the way he 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 didn't allow his past to define who he is. So why should anybody else? I mean, the guy is making his life better, and he's trying to make better lives for everybody else. Amen. Yeah, you you were talking about the Black Lives Matter thing. What's funny is is when I go to somebody that happens to be black, uh-huh. and I try to reach out to him and say, "Look, you know, I understand." you know i I'm here, I want to be on your side. They tell me you don't know what it's like you're white mm-hmm. now, what what's the why is the color defining somebody knowing what right and wrong is well it's not necessarily color it's
3: experiences so you you right. do have to allow for the fact that black people in America have had different experiences than you uh you know I'm married to a a woman from Mississippi. And so I can understand how her experiences growing up in Mississippi might be different than a lot of people's experiences. So I, I think what you're dealing with are the pains from the past and the expectations of even the present. And so I I think that there really needs to be a level of understanding on both sides that, you know, I encourage my white brothers to continue to try to reach out, but understand there might have to be some things that you have to reach over because we didn't erect these barriers, but there have been barriers that have been erected that are real, and people are feeling real hurts. You yeah. know, don't let mm-hmm. anybody get it twisted to think that Black people are not still dealing with some serious hurts that we're dealing with. And so as our white people, as you approach us, don't just think that everybody's going to be, well, we're just going to forget everything and and move on. We want to move forward. But you need to understand sometimes it takes time, a little bit more effort. There's a phrase I used to use EGR people, extra grace required. You know, sometimes you have to approach it that way, a little bit extra grace because there's some hurts here.
4: Well, I, you know, I just when 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 I get that remark, it's like, well, it seems like you're taking what your injustices that happened to you, to the black. And and now they're transferring it to me yeah, well, because I, I, they're I, not wanting to listen. You yeah, know, they I, don't expect me to be on their side, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I also think it's it's, it's sometimes they just don't feel like they're being hurt. Mm-hmm. You that's know, not, that's just, mm-hmm. that's just the reality. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for calling. Thanks, Steve. Uh, let's go to Thomas from Maywood. John and Caesar are right on the money. Thomas, thanks so much for calling, Black and White. Hey
6: there, hey there, nephew. How
1: you doing? How you hey, enjoying. Oh, hey, what's going on? Huh?
6: <laughs> yeah, man, you hit it on the the nail on the head, as they say. I mean, this is just what is needed.
1: Yeah, the truth. But why didn't you tell them that I that 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 you were my I was your nephew, or I would have called, pulled uh, it up quicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we've had these discussions. You know, you and oh, I've yeah. had these discussions, and and you get you get it too, and you understand it because oh. you, this is um Heimcroft's Crawford's brother. Thomas. Oh, is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. yeah so hey, when I, think
6: about, when I think about listening to you and and Bishop there, I uh, just reminisce about Dad. Your you know? father
3: was my hero, yeah. man. Yeah, I say it everywhere I, mean, I go. So Remember, Heim Crawford was yeah. my hero.
6: These so called black leaders that. We have today, you know, they're you know they're they're just sad. For, I don't want to throw aspersions on them, but I just say that to me, they're just sad because my father, he believed in the word, he believed in justice, and he got involved. He'd been to jail many times right. because he was protesting or doing things that he saw was injustice. And you know, back then they would throw you in jail at a minute. My father didn't mind, but
1: he, <laughs> he got, did. He I went to jail a couple of times.
6: Yeah, I was right there watching them take him. So I. No, but you know these guys today—they they, they too famous and too important to go to jail. They are not about to do
0: nothing like that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
6: And it's just sad what we're talking about. Like you are saying, you got eleven times more uh, the incident of you getting killed by your own, you know, race. Yeah. And and you know, I I just retired from the law enforcement, so I've gotten to see firsthand, yeah. you know, and, and and it's basically the breaking down of the family. You there we go. There
1: and, it and, is. That's what we talk. Caesar said it.
6: You know, yeah, and and mm-hmm. and you know, it, the church has got to get more involved. You know, that's my what I see is the biggest solution because this is a spiritual problem Come more on. than anything. Yes, and the church sit back and say, "Well, you know, the Bible says don't get wicked and wicked." But see, what God showed me is, and I kept praying. He said, "Why do you think I had you born at this era of time? Such yeah. a, such a time and, as this to represent oh. to represent Jesus. Where oh, yeah. you at? And then stuff will change. But if you gonna Sit there and hold, fold your hands, and just go in church and then leave back out. Then you're right; it's gonna get worse.
1: Yeah.
6: But this is our opportunity to get out there and because you know me and my family, we went last Sunday and be done after this. Yeah,
1: because you got you got ten seconds. Huh?
6: Okay. We, we we went downtown last last week and saw the destruction and we
1: prayed.
6: Ah, and he, God, I think it's gonna move.
1: Yeah, and and don't don't ever call my show again, and and, and I gotta call you by your first name. You know I always call you <laughs> Uncle Tommy. <laughs> and, the, and the
3: apple doesn't fall far from the tree, man. You, you chip off your
1: dad's old block. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Uncle Tommy. All right. God bless. All right. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. It's
0: the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Dun,
1: dun, dun. I can't sing. I forgot. George, the next thing Yo, 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 what's up? You've tuned in to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me live in studio is my good friend, pal, buddy, the bishop, the truth, Caesar. Hello, before. everybody again. Wow. Yeah. This is the fastest two hours in radio, man. We got 15 minutes left of, of, of this show. That's all? I need another know the hour. Yeah, I was, I, was, <laughs> I was prepared to go to the midnight hour. <laughs> but we were discussing during the break. Mm-hmm. In black America, what we've been doing hasn't been working. That's right. We need to think. Of, we need to rethink this thing. There's something else. You need mm. to be. Re- you, 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 you. Okay. I'm going to say this. I know I'm going to push back on this, but I don't care. The white people are not our problem. Cops are not our problem. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're just. I'm sorry. They're not. They're not. Steve and we just talking to the break. What he just said. I. I basically what he was saying is I'm with them, but they push me away because of the the, the, the melanin in my skin. Mm-hmm. You're pushing away the one piece person that can help you in some regard, some way, some fashion. Some form. Joe just said, uh, who's who's dependent on the white man? We're not saying that we're dependent on the white man. We're saying that there's nothing that they can do to stop us from what we want to do. Okay. I became state representative in a 95% white district. Now, did I suffer racism? Yes. I got threatened to be hung. My wife and my four kids were with me when they threatened to hang me. I got called the N-word. I can't even begin to tell you how many times. 63% 63 six sixty three percent of those people sent me to Springfield. Ninety five percent white. Mm-hmm. My family, my father. I I went through ancestry dot com and and found out who my father was after forty some odd years. Mm-hmm. I found out three years ago that my father was white. Mm-hmm. So now it changed me. It, it 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 totally changed how I look at people. Period. Mm-hmm. Now am I supposed to just go out and 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 not be concerned about my, my 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 family members who are white. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Right. I think Jordan Powell. Um, he 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 came out with a statement um, this past week. You may not know who he is. He, mm-hmm. He's down in Springfield. He's a lobbyist. Well, he, I, he's a former lobbyist, but he made a very good point. I'm black and I'm white. Mm-hmm. I just discovered that, mm-hmm. and it changed me. It changed how I look at the how what lens I look out now. I got loving family members. I got friends. Somebody came after one of my friends. Um, down in Morris Grund, who used to live down in the Morris granny area, and I defended her and then I was kind of chastised for defending her no i 'm going to defend my friends mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I'm gonna, i 'm going to, i don 't care what color they are i 'm mm-hmm. going to defend them mm-hmm. am
3: i right you 're right and and whoever there was joe whoever who says who's who 's depending on white people uh-huh. well I tell you who, who actually sometimes think that blacks are dependent on whites, and that 's White politicians Uh-oh. who continue to pander to us and promise us things that they can't deliver Biting on the knee. Absolutely. You know, year after year making these promises. Like somebody say, you've been making us these promises for the same thing for 60 years. Maybe we should get to the point where we don't believe that you're able to do it. Yet you continue to present yourself as though we cannot make blocked. it. That's, that You had to throw that one in there. I told you I was going to find <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Right, and so that that that's an important thing to, you know, absolutely. We are not dependent on you, and so don't pander to us. Come talk to us like we are intelligent enough to know what's in our own best interest and make decisions for ourselves, yeah. not you making promises that you
1: cannot keep. Let's go back to the phone lines. Peggy, culture makes a difference. Peggy from Chicago. Welcome to Black and Right. Thanks for listening.
2: Hi. It does make a difference. I saw this movie where... Um Oh the black actor who was so great and everything. I Denzel. Forgot. Yeah, right, <laughs> Anyway, um he was a football coach and the team wasn't getting along and he said, Okay, a you guys are gonna that's room that's with that's with yeah. guys who are different from you, right? Remember and so tight. and this guy was he roomed with this guy, he was like uh it was a white guy and he was playing um Country and Western. Uh-huh. And he and this black guy said, "Don't you believe in cruel and unusual yeah. punishment?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and the thing, the thing is, that's not his kind of music. Okay, right. but if he were to play his kind of music, that guy who loved country and western would go absolutely nuts. Yeah. And mm. the thing is, they're different. They have different tastes, different yeah. preferences. And when you, I'm sure there are, there are black policemen who love classical. You know, I mean, it yeah. probably drives everybody crazy. But, you know. It's, I like country. <laughs>
3: yeah, I do, too. A former
2: truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like your your preferences make a difference. Right. Like, if you're playing uh, this rap music at 3 in the morning, I mean, your neighbors are going to really raise hell. And yet, if you're in a different group, different area, it's like, hey, can we come over and join the party? Yeah. It's a different culture. And what I'm saying is, like, people are Pissed off because yeah. your culture doesn't go with their culture. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to do about something like that, but it was it was a very funny thing, cruel yeah. and unusual punishment. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you, for Peggy. That. Thanks okay, so much for bye. calling. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening
3: to the show. Listen, and one of the things you know, she is right about stuff. We have to keep in mind that this whole race thing, you know, this is not biblical. You know, basically, what we are struggling with are just a difference in cultures and experiences. And so, I think we we need to try to grow till we get past this whole thing of focusing in so much on race. You know, I challenge somebody to say that trying to pursue racism is like trying to catch smoke because you really can't see into people's hearts. Well, you, and you want can't, that smoke? Yeah, <laughs> not that kind of smoke. <laughs> but, you know, it's the, the vapors of smoke in the air. Hey, <laughs> you, you know, so basically because people you know, are people and people are fallible and people are, you know, but what we really need to be focusing in on, what are the things that, that, that unite us, not necessarily divide us, and f- focusing on the content of our character, as Martin Luther King said, yeah. not the color of our skin. I got white brothers, I got black brothers, I got brown brothers. Brothers are brothers.
1: Wow, um, wow, you got me speechless there. Mm. That doesn't that doesn't happen that much. Um, hey, uh, Ann, Arnold and Edward, I'll take your calls after this break um, for the fi- at the fin- in the final segment. Uh, Caesar, this has been a great show. That's great, fun. I, and, and I know as we as we said on the outset, not everybody's going to agree with us. No, yeah. this but this is our opinion, mm-hmm. and we're giving it. And you're listening you. to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back.
0: And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony at J. Anthony Speaks both Facebook and Twitter, I'm in studio with my main man, the bishop, the truth, Cesar LaFleur. Yes, sir. You know, Cesar, let, let, let's hit these, these last three callers so yeah. that we can, because you got some final thoughts that I really want to hear. And from Chicago, where's the clergy? I think um, uh, we just had that with my uncle who called to talk about. He also stated that we needed clergy. What's your... What's
6: your John Anthony and Bishop. Yes. Uh, I, I'm Wake. I'm American. Nobody's going to let this America go. This is America. Yeah. And as far as the uh, uh, clergy, yes, there's bodies all over the sidewalk, There's bodies in the lake. There's yeah. bodies on the l Where are the clergy? Most, most people that are in prison are Christian. Where are the clergy?
1: Yeah. Well, they, there it is. They,
6: they dignify these bodies, these people.
1: Yep. And thanks so much for calling. Arnold from West Chicago. We have to get back to the United States. Arnold.
7: Yep. Yep. I think until we start separating ourselves and just all become, we're, we're united. We're Americans. Right? Yeah. Anything else but that, that's going to be the thing. more we separate ourselves by talking, I'm Latino, I'm white, I'm black, whatever, you're separating. You can't be united when you're all separated and in groups.
1: Yep. Hey, Arnold, I always say this, and I, and I get in a lot of trouble. I'm an American who was born black. Thanks so much for calling us, Arnold. Yep. Have a good day. Thank you. Edward from Midway. If them, Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I'm going to let Edward say what he has to say. Edward from Midway, thanks so much for joining Black and Right.
5: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, well, on top of police reform, if the Democrats win in the November, they're going to rewrite what the First Amendment is going to be, so that way people like uh, Mr. Breeze, that doesn't multiply in opinion.
1: Uh-oh. Thank you so much for calling Black and Right. Sorry, I'm at the end of the show, and the bishop has his... Um, Final thoughts, (laughs) Candace. Okay. Now, Candace, you know, you and I both can talk. You got, you got 45 seconds, Candace. What's going on? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling.
6: Okay. I used to live on the South side, 41st and Drexel. I lived there for nearly 12 years. And what I want to say is I was a non-political person when I moved down there, very naive about politics. I went to all the meetings, you know, at prequinkle there And that's how I became a conservative, because in my opinion, it didn't seem to me like anything was going to change. And the way that they blocked people uh, for coming into the neighborhood who wanted to better the neighborhood, uh, I thought that was very telling. Wow. Uh, Because they didn't want to lose their power. There it is. They didn't want to lose their power. Yep. So that's. You know, and I, your show just gets better and better. I love it.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Thanks so much for continuing to listen in, Candace. Thank you, Bishop. Take it away. Hey, listen. I was wonderful
3: being here. Like you said, it just went by really quick. There was a lot of important things we needed to talk about, and I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks where we continue to have the conversation. And I encourage everyone to just you know pray about your heart and about your about your mind as you hear these things, even as you entertain uh, opinions that might be different from your own, because I believe that right now what we really need. Is what the brother was just talking about a few minutes ago. We need to have a recommitment to unity. One of the things that the civil rights movement, as I watched it and as I studied on it, one of the things that they kept focused is that our goal is not victory. We don't want to just win and have our way over somebody else. We want reconciliation, and we want reconciliation to a truth, and that unity is important. Let me just leave you with a scripture. Galatians 3.28 says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female email for you all are one in Christ
1: Jesus one one Bishop thanks so much for joining us I want yes. to thank Cass for joining us you know I, I want to say I have 20 seconds so i mm. that's all I got right um but I you know this was a great show I really appreciate you for joining us today and I just want you guys to know it's okay for you to disagree with what we said today it's okay for us to disagree mm. there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that But we have to start this discussion. We have to start this dialogue. And I think this was the show. And I think the next coming two weeks will we continue this discussion on black lives and do they really matter? And I say yes. See you next week.